What is up guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here and I am back, or we are back again for yet another week for Junior Senior 2 Views. I'm here with Senior as Hello. usual. Hey yo everybody, welcome back, we're we've, all back, let's we've, go. We've got some smaller topics to talk about this week so we don't really have to have to dive deep dive into massive topics but next week we will be doing MLB predictions, I want to get that out of the way, preface that. But we'll be talking about smaller stuff this week. And so let's get into it. We'll start with Deshaun Watson. So He will be holding out. He will be as, holding out. As a lot of people have predicted and we have talked about, he will be sitting out. He, so it, as I said, he's got nothing to lose. So look, I think I think the big story is that the major player right now seems to be, by all reports, Carolina. Uh, Carolina, the owner, David Tepper, really thinks that, you know, that's the quarterback's gonna make the difference. They have Teddy Bridgewater. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's more of a managing quarterback than a Deshaun Watson. And he's so, a, he has a high floor but a low ceiling. I think the idea that Carolina is willing to offer, I think, is a couple of drafts, a couple of, I think, first rounds, and Christian McCaffrey. Oh. So that's a lot for Deshaun Watson. Whoa. Just, look, again, it's just talk. I don't know. In my opinion, I don't think the Carolina Panthers should be messing up what they have going here. They have a good system right now. It it looks good on the surface, but I think what they have now is a good system and a good foundation that they're building. Matt Rule, uh, despite they had, despite the record that they had this season, Matt Rule did good work, and that's why they've given him that massive contract because he did great work for a, a bad program in Baylor, and he's come here and he's done the same thing. He's building something great. So I don't think they should mess that up by trading for Deshaun Watson. I think they should wait, and once the time is right. They can go and get, go and out and get a great quarterback, but I think they should use Bridgewater as just a stopgap for now. Yeah, look, I think that nothing is going to get done insofar as the Texans are concerned unless they get a quarterback in return. Yeah, a quarterback, maybe not a Deshaun Watson. Well, we did talk about the Bears as a as a possibility, again, but again, it depends on what what the Bears are willing to offer. It is at this point that the Texans are the player are the major players in this. Let's move on. Moving on, we have the dunk of the year. Anthony Edwards decided to baptize Yuta Watambe in the middle of a professional basketball game. That was disgusting. That was dunk. Probably, I'd, I'd say that's dunk of the year. That is ridiculous. That, I think it's dunk of the year. I think it's probably, you know, I think it's just the whole form of the dunk, like the fact that he came off the baseline. Put it down so hard to the point where, like, both players ended up on the ground it was flat. So that tells you how much elevation he has. So that was probably the dunk of the year. Yeah. For sure. And the fact that it was Anthony Edwards. And I was high on Anthony Edwards before the draft. But he's a long-term project. And that it's going to show. He's not like a star. He's not like he doesn't have superstar potential immediately like LaMelo. But he has superstar potential in the long run. He just needs some time to season. But I think this guy is going to be... We're going to be hearing about him in the All-Star conversation in a couple of years' time. Okay. Mark my words on that. I mean, he's only... Look, at this point, his stats aren't mind-blowing. I mean, at this point, in that game, he only scored seven points. So, I'm yeah. not... Two of the points were a dunk. So, I, I guess it's still early days. But he's he's been he's been putting up good performances. He has... But there, he just needs time because he's a one and done out of Georgia. He needs time to just. There's been talk about his attitude, but that can be changed after being beaten into you. 
So I think this guy could be something special, and that's why the Timberwolves used the first pick on him. Look, I was, I will say this much: that probably will rank up there at the. He was the he was the consensus number one pick. But that was I'll say this far. That was that that was ridiculous. Move on. Move on. The Nets beat the Clippers. Yes. So recently, I mean, the Nets have won other games now, but I think that's interesting. When the Nets have beaten the Clippers, they've beaten the Lakers. They you know they have a. A very strong record against over 500 yep. teams. The Nets um, look good. And and speaking of the Nets, Durant has pulled out of the All-Star game. Yeah, he's not, he's not playing and at all. And as a, as a substitute, Sabonis is in. Well, he's injured. Kevin Durant is out until after the All-Star A light uh, hamstring strain. A hamstring strain. It's not anything serious, which is yeah. good. And look, I think that, look, I suppose at this point, you think about the Nets in the conversation of being that team that's up here. And I think right now as we talk, right before the All-Star break, they're playing well. Uh James Harden is being a lot more giving of the ball. You're not watching. Well, I knew I said he was going to take a step back. Well, you're not figuratively, figuratively and literally, I knew yeah. James Harden was going to take a step back because he wants a ring. The two other guys have rings. Yeah. He does not. Right. So he wants a ring. He want he he will do anything to get it. He wants a ring. He's led he's done enough leading in Houston. Yeah. I think he it's time he realizes it's time for him to defer and he knows that it's Durant's franchise. He knows that Kyrie won't really settle down his ego. So he'll take he'll sort of sacrifice. He's still playing otherworldly basketball even while deferring. Yeah, which look, is, I, I think that there'll be other teams and we'll talk about that next time but not in, in depth now that as we get towards the end of the All-Star break into the second half of the season what teams are going to be making some moves and making in, some at trades the deadline. in order to upgrade, in order to catch up with the Nets. Let's move on. Next. Moving on. We have NHL, another A++ marketing job by the NHL, which they are notoriously bad at. An outsor- outside game in Ta- Tahoe. I think that's pronounced that way. Tahoe. Tahoe. Yeah. It was a disaster. Outside games are usually great. They're usually fun to watch. And this was, this was, uh, Look, I think- this was something. I think this is an example of, you know, the weather not playing into what Tahoe's about. Tahoe's freezing, Tahoe's cold, Tahoe is lots and lots of ice, which is what you need in order yeah. to have a successful hockey game. Um, clearly, that didn't work out well. They delayed the broadcasting of the, of, of the games. The ice, the actual rink was, you know, plagued with issues of players falling down. And so I think... I think it was one of those winter classics that didn't work out because of global warming. I mean, if you want to call it that, call it what it is. Oh, we're not a political podcast. No, no, I'm we're sorry. not here. We're, we're not here to push that. We're not a political podcast. Not interested in it. Not interested. In it. I just want to talk sports. That's my gig. But I think it's about the fact that the NHL weren't prepared for this and they didn't have a plan B. So you know, maybe they need to take their game back to a more cold weather station like Chicago or New York or you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe Alaska or somewhere really Antarctica. Maybe somewhere really, really cold. So that didn't work out oh, so well. Geez. I think that NHL will probably concede that they the best laid plans. It just didn't work out the way they wanted to. Next, moving on. Cam Newton getting heckled by kids at his own camp. Oh boy, feel bad for the guy. They they had the the kid who was like within his own camp, which I think is that quite, is disrespectful. Absolutely, and, 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 and those of you who may have not heard it, I would ask you to go on and you'll find it because this kid uploaded on TikTok. Yeah, essentially, I, yeah, essentially just kind of calling him out because he's a free agent, 
And Cam kind of was responding, saying, you know... Where are your parents? Where are your parents? And I think there's more information that Cam Newton, I guess, was supplying on his end from his own sort of Twitter feed, saying there's more to the story than just that. Um, yeah, I think it's sort of that situation where this kid just wants to be famous. Of course. Like, in this day and age, bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah. So if you, ha- if, you, if you heckle Cam Newton, you're... Going to be known as the kid who heckled Cam Newton. Yeah, but his own and camp. I think it's just the worst part about this. This is this is the camp that he's running. Yeah, and I, I dare say this kid didn't have to pay to get in. Probably not. And it may be no. disadvantaged. I don't know the whole story. And I don't. We don't want to, no. Far be it for me to sort of think about what is out there, but I think it's disrespectful that this kid felt like he needed to talk to him as if you know, as if he's going yeah, to talk Cam, down to him. Cam's been getting a lot of hate, and I just feel bad because. It's the injuries have not been Cam's fault. If if it were up to him, he'd still be playing at an All Star level. He'd st- he'd still be playing at an All Pro level. Of course, he'd, he'd be a Super Bowl champion if it yeah. wasn't for Von Miller. Yeah, I, look, honestly, I mean, I, look, I think I think the the thing that people need to understand is, you know, he had a very rough season in New England. Yeah, and you know, his think, athleticism was still there, but his throwing is ruined. No, and I think well, look, I think at this point, you know, his just, throwing is ruined. Yeah, I look. I think his mechanics was always in question, but it's gotten worse. Especially with the shoulder injuries. And I, look, I super, think that, super Cam is gone, look, I, and look, I hate to say I will it. wish him nothing but the best, and hopefully he'll get, uh, get no, on some as team, a backup. Some team will, will pick him up. Yeah. Someone picks him up. Yeah. It's right. a name. Next. We got Tiger Woods getting in another accident. Well, look, I think that... And apparently, he had no recollection of actually being in the car, well, which is scary. I don't Very know. Scary. I don't know what the what because the, I've been I bit, did a lot of research on Tiger Woods's injury history. He's had three back surgeries. The most recent one five was knee surgeries. five and five knee surgeries. He's had three back surgeries, and the most recent one was a risky spinal fusion, yeah, which involved fusing together two far parts of his vertebrae, yeah. So and he's had five knee reconstructions, yeah. And the and he still has yet to catch up to Jack Nicholas's record, well, look, and I, which I don't think it will ever happen. I don't even. In my opinion, that. though, he's the goat. I don't even think that's about that anymore. Yeah. I just think about can he actually have a Play. quality quality of life? Forget about golf. Yeah. I mean, based on what's been reported, I'm no doctor. I've never had surgery, thank God. But there's a rod that's running through his leg. Yeah. And he's had screws on his on his ankle. He needs perhaps more surgeries as they're reported. Who knows? I think it's all about quality of life. So it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's an unfortunate. He has event. stated he has stated that he plan he wants to make a big comeback like he did at Augusta um, a year ago. He wants to or just over a year ago he wants to make another big comeback to golf. But just we again wish him nothing but the best. It's tough to see a legend go out like this. There we moving, moving on. Oh, another one, another thing to talk about here on our rundown. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. and Carson Wentz, two different people, but an interesting story because reportedly Carson Wentz, I believe, has come to Michael Pittman Jr., who's a wide receiver with the Colts, and said, "I'd like number eleven, if you don't mind." Hmm. And Michael well, Pittman has said, "No, I'm if, not giving you the number eleven. I mean, Carson Wentz isn't really one to really. Put his ego forward and first. He's not that kind of guy. So if Pittman wants to keep the eleven, I think Carson Wentz will relinquish the eleventh number. He does. It's a number at the end of the day. Yeah, but I it's th- like you said. It's a big cup of who cares. I think to that extent, but I think I'm, the more I think about it, I'm kind of wondering 
I don't know if Michael Pittman necessarily, I don't know. I've seen his stats. He got 40 receptions, 500-something yards, one touchdown. I don't know. I guess it's just me thinking. I know that's not, it's the, same, like, it's not the same as Tom Brady, okay? Yeah. Wide receiver on that team is it Marcus. It's Golston, Deshaun Golston. Whatever. Deshaun Golston. Got had number twelve and gave it to him. Yeah, because it's Brady. It's, and it's the, Brady. He's the goat. So I, I think this is a whole this thing around numbers and athletes and superstition. Yeah. Because a lot for Carson Wentz, he always wore eleven. I mean, Durant gave up thirty-five. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of players who've given up iconic numbers. I mean, Davis gave up 23 yeah. for LeBron. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big couple who cares. Like, numbers are numbers at the end of the day. It doesn't really change athletes. Yeah. doesn't really, like, doesn't really, like, affect how they play on the floor. It may give them a sense of identity because no, it's, their, it's their iconic number. But I don't know. It just, it seems to me. And... And what's interesting as well, this sort of situation's happened with the Colts, like back when Peyton Manning had his, had his whole like falling out with um, Mike Vanderjagt. Yeah. There's one um, video that I watched that they said this quote: "The NFL has a hierarchy, mm-hmm. and franchise quarterbacks are damn near at the top of it." Mm-hmm. So, and Carson Wentz, let's not forget, he is a franchise guy, despite the rough seasons that he's been through. Mm-hmm. He's a franchise quarterback, so. If it does come down to it, I think he'll end up getting the the eleventh number, but that's besides the point. Moving on, this or that, likely to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, the Nets or the Jazz. Nets or the Sixers. Or Nets or the Sixers. That's a mistake. Uh, We're my fault. Eastern Conference. Misread. Hmm, it's tough. Um, I honestly think the Sixers look better as a unit. Embiid is playing at an MVP level. I have never seen Embiid play this well. He is he's playing at an MVP level. He's mm-hmm. leading the Kia MVP race. Mm-hmm. Simmons doesn't have to really expand his game into a jump shot, although although if he did, he'd be the best player in the league. Of course. And but you know, he doesn't really need to because he's got Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. He's got Danny Green. He's got Shake Milton. Got he's got Tobias Harris, who's, who's playing up to his contract again. Yeah. They, they're performing as a unit. Okay. I, I genuinely think this team, when it comes down to it, basketball's a team game. Mm-hmm. So I think this team has the staying power to maybe even go to the finals. This is what I think. I think, I think it depends on who you talk to. I think right now you could maybe make it a, a two-horse race and you might not even know break even, say pick them. I think the Nets and the Sixers on paper – I think the Nets, because they have a lot more experience and with kind of, you know, if all the parts are there. Right now, because Durant's not there, they're still winning. I'm going to actually agree with you and say the Sixers It's probably, just with the eye test. I, think, I mean, both teams yeah. look quality on paper, but it's just with the eye test. Yeah, I think well, the, watching the Sixers play, they play like a team. Well, I think the Sixers right now probably have the edge. And I dare say they might have the edge in the bench. I think they have probably... Oh, they, they probably have so much depth. Bench, they know? have much better depth than all the right. Nets. Next... Quarterback, I'll say it. Quarterback to go to another team, Dak or Russell. Who I think it'll have? be it'll be. Uh, Russell has said he doesn't want to be traded, but if it did come down to a trade, he's given certain destinations. Mm-hmm. But I think it will be. It probably is going to be Russell before it's going to be Dak because Dak knows that's his, that's his franchise. Mm, but I think look, I think there's you got a good point there. My whole thing, I think, from the Cowboys' perspective, is Uncle Jerry, Jerry Jones, who is. 
really messing around with that. As I, I as I as I like to call him, Emperor Palpatine. Right. So he likes to sort of, I don't know. It's sort of a bit of a game he's playing here. It's not. He's not. He's not sort of confirming himself to say you're my quarterback. Well, he did it. He's done the same. He did the same thing last year with Jason Garrett. He stalled on firing him. He held meetings. He was like, I'm not going to fire you. I'm going to fire you. He did the same thing with Garrett. I think at the end of the day, he's going to pay Dak. He knows he has to pay Dak. He's going to at the end of the day. Well, look, I think... Jerry knows he's nothing without a franchise quarterback. Of course. It was the same thing with Troy Aikman. Imagine if they didn't have Troy Aikman. I think that more likely to go, it may be Russell. I don't know. There's grumblings, but it doesn't it's seem... Go- I think it's going to be Russell but before it it's going to be But it seems out of character for someone like Russell Wilson because he comes off so controlled and professional for this to come out. I think this is probably sort of a firing mm-hmm. shot to the management to say... Do something. Do something with this offensive line because yeah. I'm getting smoked. Like, he's back, it's back to 2014. It's like Tom Cable never left. Yeah. Honestly. It's like Tom Cable never left. All right, next... MLB, who has more losses, the Orioles or the Tigers in the AL? I think it's it's the Tigers, man. Really, it's it's the Orioles have nice pieces have nice pieces to build off for the future. And let's not forget, they were hovering around five hundred. They had the chance. They had chances. A shortened season. It was in a shortened season. But this is going to be a longer season. But I don't know the Tigers. They're dangerously close to being lost at sea, mm. and I think this. Think if if they don't, more if they don't, the more if they don't make any improvements in their hitting department, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be in continental so drift. So you're saying the Tigers will have more losses? Oh, than oh, sure. Okay. They're in, they're in a free fall. Okay. T- if they don't find um, any sort semblance of hitting, they're going to be lost in a continental drift. Okay. I think the Orioles just because of. Where they play, I think the central because the because the AL Central is probably oh, comparably even. You don't know who to get. You don't know who's going to come out of that division. Where the are they east, in the AL Central? Yes, they're in the Where AL the central. East, you kind of know who's coming out of there. Yeah, it's either going to be the Yankees or the Red Sox, and yeah. nine times out of ten, it's the Yankees. Yeah, and really the Orioles are they've been in rebuild mode for a long time. Well, at least they're actually rebuilding before. Before they were straddling the line between rebuilding and and actually competing. Yes. Luckily, they've only committed to one spot because the only team that, once again, the only team that can legitimately do that are the Dodgers because they have an unlimited resource. Well, forget pool. about the Dodgers; have all this money. I think it'll be the Orioles. I think in a long, it's a longer season this year. I think the I th- Orioles mm, be the ones. I think it's going to be the Tigers. All right, next, the team to stop the Lakers, the Jazz or the Nuggets. I think it's the Jazz because <laughs> I'll tell you why. The Jazz look like it look like, in my opinion, the perfect basketball team. I'll tell you why. They have a towering defensive center in Rudy Gobert. That's why they paid him two hundred five mil. Mm-hmm. Because Shaq Shaq's criticisms aside, that's why they paid him yeah. because he is in a a league which is slowly shifting away from defense. The best defensive player in the league, Donovan Mitchell, is a is a borderline superstar, and he's going to take that next step into being a superstar very soon. Mm-hmm. They've got a supporting cast, Jinglin' Joe. They got Bogdanovich, who can also spread the floor. Jordan Clarkson is playing so well off the bench. Mm. He is playing so ridiculously well off the bench. 
and they move the ball so fluidly. Mm -hmm. They are such a balanced team that they can kill you in so many ways. Mm. They try to co try to cover um, Donovan and Rudy off the off the pick and roll. Ingles is waiting out there. Yeah. Try. I tell you what, I agree. I think I would definitely say the Jazz. I think the Nuggets are a bit spotty. I the, think the Nuggets. The Nuggets, just, the nuggets need more things. time. They yeah. need more time. They need to allow guys like Bol Bol and um, Porter Jr. to develop. And, you know, losing Jeremy Grant was a huge blow. Oh, that's, yeah. I'd say it's the Jazz. They looked so fluid the other night when they beat the Lakers. It was watching, like watching uh, the Warriors, the it, old it's, Warriors. And it's like it, they look eerily similar to the 2014 Spurs. Yeah, that just, that embodiment of pure basketball. Just that ability to get rid, of, and they got guys who can stick it. They got you put guys on the, you know, not you got O'Neal. You got guys who come off the bench and shoot threes. I think the the, the Jazz are going to give Lakers the fits. And to be honest, and I've said it, before, if they don't have AD, if they don't have AD. There's no way they're going back to the finals. Yep. Without AD, if AD's not healthy, I honestly think back. this looks like to be the best Jazz team since the days of Stockton and Malone. They look fantastic. All right, next. Likely starter for the Jets next season, Sam Darnold or some other quarterback? It's pro it's it's probably going to be Darnold. I mean, Gase, Gase on the case is gone. Um, I mean, I like the hire, the, the new hire, but I'm just not sure. They, they've made improvements on the offensive line. Mekhi Becton was a beast last season. So if they can get a couple more pieces in free agency and fix some holes in the draft, and they're probably going to, they're I don't think they're going to go with Justin Fields with the second pick. That's not going to happen. They they're they're probably going to go O line. There are a couple of really great O line. The the admittedly this year's draft isn't as deep a deep O line wise at as last year's one was, but there are still some really good prospects in there on the O line. So they're probably going to fix up the O line. Um, there's a lot of issues there. Um, if they sort it out, is to be determined, but I think Donald's going to be the starter. I think it'll be another quarterback. Really? And it'll be that BYU kid. Really? Who's the BYU kid? Isn't it? I didn't even know. The kid from BYU who's, forget about Justin Fields, I think, I honestly believe, because Sam Donald's been through one, two different coaches, that Robert Sala, coming in as a new head coach, is going to want to start brand new and is going to want because there's nothing the, the net the jets need so much help on so many different areas i don't think it's going to matter if he decides i'll just go with a brand new quarterback and why don't i draft one where we can start afresh i don't know i i think darn let's let's remember that case has killed him case case has tried actively to kill darnold hmm. i think that but he also had, that being the case look and that being the case, he also had had no talent to really throw to. He had no yeah, to really throw exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. I think he's going to be the starter, honestly. They're probably going to give him the best chance. They they traded a premium haul to get him. Mm. So they're going to give him every chance to try and thrive. He's still got upside. If they can mold him properly and get rid of his flaws and just try and flesh him out properly and actually give him some confidence in the pocket behind a good offensive line... They could do it. On that note, that we've come to the end. A big happy belated birthday to Michael Jeffrey Jordan, 58 years old, not too long ago, maybe a week and a half ago. So like, happy belated birthday to him. But that's our show for this week. It was, um, it's, it's been a long episode, but there was plenty to talk about. Next week, we will be dedicating probably the entire episode to MLB predictions. 
AL and the NL every single division. That is going to be our main topic for next week with maybe some smaller additions. But that's our show. Be sure to check out the YouTube page for more content. And keep following here. Stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Bye.